Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. It's your host, Jordan Stoltz, and today it is Foodie Friday, episode 386 of the podcast, back to the basics, the first nutrition version of this new series, and I wanted to talk today about controlling your body composition with nutrition. So I talked about exercise in the last video, and um I kind of talked about how the most effective way to control your body composition is, in fact, nutrition. You can do all the exercise, you can change things up, you can switch things up for your goal, but in reality, the most effective thing you can tweak because it's easy to track, it's easy to see what to remove, what to add, what to change, is nutrition. The exercise should stay relatively constant through time. You shouldn't be drastically changing your workouts except maybe a little bit of volume change and a little bit of added cardio possibly when you go to fat loss it should stay pretty much the same and i think nutrition is the thing you can vary a little bit and you can make a little bit of changes to so it is the tool you use to manipulate your body composition so with that being said How do you do it? What are the things that you need to pay attention to? What are the things you need to manipulate to manipulate your body? That's what I'm going to talk about in today's show. Back to the basics, nutrition style, fitness, food, and freedom. Jordan Stoltz with the microphone here on a Friday. Let's get started. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. Foodie Friday. It is Foodie Friday, episode 386 of the Triple F Podcast. Today, talking about nutrition, because that's what I do on Fridays, and I am continuing this series. This is part three, I guess, of Back to the Basics. As I said in the intro, it's all about manipulating your body composition with your diet today, because that is the most effective way to do it. And once you learn how to do it with nutrition, you're able to really just do it just easily at will. And whenever you want to make a little change to your body, it's just a little tweak to your nutrition and it's all set and you're ready to go. You need to know how to do that though and lay the proper foundation. Otherwise you just feel lost and confused. I talked about last episode on Wednesday, how, you know, workout programming and training varies a lot. Um, and that there's a lot of weeds to get out of sometimes, that you get really buried in the weeds. And man, if workout programming is one that people can get lost into, nutrition is definitely one as well. I will say that nutrition has more like core principles that you can be guided by, and if you know those, you can kind of shift through all the BS. But there's a lot of BS floating around, and there's a lot of things really you're just being marketed to about because that is the name of the game, marketing. Whether it is trying to sell a special tea, a shake, a diet plan, an app, a you know protein bar, good products, bad products, middle-of-the-road products, 
they all need to market to get more customers. It's not a bad thing, but it is the way it works. And people looking for a solution in nutrition are especially impressionable, in my opinion, because a lot of times they feel lost. A lot of times they feel confused. And a lot of times all they want is a solution to their problem. And you're being sold that solution from various companies and products. So you need those core principles and that solid foundation to be able to sift through all of that and really focus on what matters. So today I want to talk about that. Back to the basics. How do you change your body with nutrition? That is what I want to talk about today. So core thing number one, obviously, thermodynamics, right? Calories in, calories out. You can't show me a study that proves that this isn't true and that this isn't a principle that guides how our bodies change. If you're eating more calories than you burn, you will gain weight. If you're eating fewer calories than you're burning, you will lose weight. It comes down to that. And I've heard it all. Like I said on Monday's show, I've worked with hundreds, if not thousands of people in nutrition through my job. And I've heard it all. You know, I diet on 1,200 calories, can't lose weight. I've been eating 1,000 calories for years, not losing weight. Sometimes there are special cases where hormones come into play and things like that. But this is a very, very rare case. When I started out my position coaching nutrition, I actually thought it was a lot more common than it is. And truth is, a lot of times, a few things are going on. One of them is the person is not active. They're very sedentary. The other thing that could be going on is that they are underreporting calories. There are a lot of studies that show people who participate in calorie tracking and apps and food logs and things like that very often underestimate the calories they're eating and underreport. What I found is it's especially true for the averages. So you might be eating 1,200 calories five days a week, but then Friday night and Saturday, you're eating 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, and you're gaining weight. You think you're doing everything right. You think you're hardly even eating whole meals, but you're gaining weight because of those days that really spike your average up. So what really matters is what are you consuming on average over the course of time? And you sometimes you need a long time to really see what the big picture is, right? You can't necessarily say that you're not losing weight when you had two weeks of losing weight, one week of not losing weight, and then you say you're plateaued. You might just need more time. I will say that your weight goes up and down week by week, and you want to look at things in the long sections, right? Months, six-week periods, two-month periods, quarterly periods on how your weight's changing. You got to think of it, a good analogy of weight loss is like a roll of paper towels. Every day you're making progress, you're ripping off a sheet of paper towels. And day by day, it's really hard to see how far you've come, right? If you're just taking off four sheets of paper towels, you can't really see the difference in the size of the roll. If you go do that right now, it's going to look pretty much the same. But if you do that every day, you keep ripping off sheets, you know, you get 70 sheets torn off, it is going to look a lot different. And the same as your body with your body fat is you might not see changes right away, but if you're consistent over time and you're doing what you need to do on average, giving it long periods of time to look at your progress, you will be seeing that progress, a big difference from start to finish 
but sometimes the day-to-day isn't as encouraging. So I digress. I got a little bit off into the weeds there. The basic is that calories matter, and that is the most important thing for body composition. If you come to me and say that you can't lose weight, but you're you know, you don't know how many calories you're eating. It is going to be hard as a coach to change anything. It is the most easiest to change things and manipulate things and get you to your goal if you have quantitative data to go off of. Now, it is possible to lose weight and build muscle and make progress without counting calories. That is a very, very possible thing. A lot of people do it. I've done it. I just don't prefer to do it because I like the data. You can use meal plans. You can focus on healthy whole foods that keep your appetite lower, have a lot of volume, keep you full. Um, You know, you can do things like this that are essentially limiting your calories in a sustainable way. Usually the problem that I see people run into is the sustainability factor, which is the next pillar of diet, in my opinion, to change your body. You have to do something you can stick to for a long period of time. I see people cutting out fat. I see people cutting out carbs and eliminating entire food groups or types of food from their diet. And that will work. If you don't eat any added sugar, you will make progress. But what happens when you go to a birthday party and get offered a slice of cake, want to go out for ice cream, get some Valentine's Day candy, whatever it may be, What happens in your face with a situation that doesn't quite fit the mold of your diet plan? Are you going to miss out on that situation? Are you going to go completely off the rails? Or are you going to be able to flexibly eat that because you roughly know the calorie count and what you should do the rest of the day to make up for that? The third is the thing that you should be focusing on building the skills to do. So that is why I like counting calories or at least being aware of calories through estimation and you can combine strategies in a pretty effective way so you're not so limited or one-dimensional or you're just a calorie counter with a food scale and an app all the time you can do meal plans and eat healthy foods so you don't have to track every day but it's good to be knowing these things and how they work so Sustainable diet plan, I believe the most efficient way to diet is one that allows you to eat the foods you like just in smaller quantities. So what do you need to change to lose weight? Portion size, because calories are what matter. And what you need to change to gain weight, it's also portion size, because calories are what matter. You might need to eat more than you think you normally would, or more often. For fat loss, it's the opposite. Eat less often or fewer Uh, I guess smaller portion sizes would be the right way to say that because you need to eat less to lose weight. And it is as simple as that if you're able to be consistent with that over time. And if you're not losing weight, I'll say it again, you are not in a calorie deficit through some means or capacity. That is fact. And I bet if you hired me and we did some digging, we would find what that is. It might be inconsistent activity. It might be underreporting what you're eating. It might be a cheat day or a weekend or a day a week throwing you off or maybe something you're not tracking like oils and salad dressing and butter and things like that. There is a lot of different things that could be affecting your progress. But to lose weight, it's the calories. But it's also eating 
the right amount of food in a way that you can stick to for life. It's important to look ahead past fat loss or muscle gain, mainly fat loss because this is where people struggle with putting weight back on. It is important to look past that and say, what is my post-diet strategy? What is my post-body composition change strategy for maintaining that progress eating in a way that allows me to enjoy my life, do well at my job, do well in my relationships and social events and things like that, you need to look ahead at what that looks like. Now, there is a time and place for extremes. If someone wanted to lose 50 pounds as fast as possible, I would give them meal plans. I would give them exact calories to follow, and I would expect them to do it to a T if they really cared about it. But from there, you'd want to start to transition to a more intuitive approach for sustainability reasons. All right, so those are the two really big ones, calories and things you can stick to. If you accomplish those two things, I believe you're set for where you need to be. And I really don't think you need much else past that. I will mention the other things that matter, though, in my opinion, for nutrition. More pillars. The third one is going to be protein. And I have a little bit maybe different thought than you would expect. Um, from someone who coaches nutrition, people for a living, counts macros and things like that. Now, protein, I will say, is the most important macronutrient, and it is something that a lot of people undereat on. Protein is important for building muscle, retaining muscle, and it's important for keeping you full and satiated while you're dieting. If you're only eating carbs and you're not hitting your protein, you're going to be a lot more hungry. It's going to be a lot harder to stick to your plan. And past that, a lot of protein sources like meats are the most nutrient-dense sources of food you can find, even more so than vegetables. And I say nutrient-dense not because they're necessarily better for you, but because they have the most vitamins and minerals in the smallest amount, which essentially means you could eat only that and be getting enough of your vitamins and minerals in every capacity. Now, I don't recommend that, not even a little bit, but they are very nutritious. Now, I actually think protein intake is, in the fitness industry, very overstressed and overstated. I don't necessarily think it is... You know, I need to tread lightly because a lot of people are under-eating protein, and that's true. But in the fitness industry, a lot of people are overeating protein. It's not everything it's cracked up to be, and it's definitely not as crucial to hit a gram per pound of body weight every day as you might think. In fact, me personally, I usually hit about 0.75 grams per pound of body weight and do just fine with building muscle, staying full, retaining muscle on fat loss phases and all that. I had this conversation with a coworker once. We talk about nutrition and nerdy stuff like that. And, you know, I when people get into the fitness industry, you read about protein, you start tracking it, you get the protein recommendations, so on and so forth, and you realize what is in fact optimal, which is probably around 0.8 to 1 grams per pound of body weight. It's about what they say, um, where actually basing it off of lean body mass and body fat's a little more accurate, but that's not important right now. It is a little high, right? That is what's optimal. So from there, everyone starts eating that amount of protein, especially if you're a professional in the industry, or especially if you're peddling supplements that are going to help you hit that protein. Marketing, once again, 
Now, I was talking to this coworker about how there really hasn't been a study over a long period of time where someone's goal was changing body composition, fat loss, and muscle gain in phases over time where they had proper programming, correct calorie intake, a variety of foods with a lot of nutrients, and did I say proper training? I think so, but then I'll also say time, right? A given amount of time. No one has compared like a lower protein group to a higher protein group when everything else was equated because a lot of times things are correlated. You start eating more protein, that also goes in line with training properly, hitting calories, recovering well and focusing on that and doing that for a long period of time. What would happen if someone ate 0.6 grams per pound of body weight but did all the other things right? Is protein really going to be the driver of getting your progress past a certain level, right? And in a professional sense, being a one percenter, a competitor, it might, and it probably will, and it will keep you more full. It will help you keep muscle as you get leaner and leaner and leaner. But for somebody just trying to lose weight to a healthy body fat percentage or gain muscle to a respectable lean mass amount or strength level, you probably don't need as much protein as you think. And the reality is if you're eating a lot of um, whole food sources of fat and carbs, meaning your fat is coming from a lot of things like nuts and seeds, your carbs are coming from a lot of vegetables, whole grains, fibrous things, you're probably also getting a lot of protein from those as well. So my opinion as a coach and as a fitness podcaster, I guess, is a lot of times people put way too much weight on protein when you should be worried more about those other two pillars that I talked about. Are you hitting the right calories? And are you doing something that you can stick to for a long period of time? If your diet calls for you to eat 180 grams of protein and you find that nearly impossible to do, that's not sustainable. Now, if you are 150 pounds and your diet calls for you to eat 120 grams of protein and you can't do that, maybe you need to eat a little bit more protein-rich sources of food, right? Because your diet choices might not be the best. But most of the time, it's not going to be that way. So do what is sustainable. Realize protein is a very important source and focus on it, but don't put too much weight on it that you feel like a failure if you're not hitting a certain level that seems unattainable for the rest of your life. That's my opinion on it. Calories are king in my opinion, and protein is a bonus, but it's not going to make or break you, especially if you're adjusting calories properly for what your body weight is doing and what you want it to do. But it is an important macro, and it is crucial for building muscle. So you do need some sort of protein, which if you're eating enough calories, likely you're getting. So don't worry too much about it. Number four, I guess, is very important to eat whole food sources. This is another thing in my world that a lot of times gets overlooked. In nutrition in general, I would say it doesn't get overlooked. You know that it's healthy to eat a salad and you know that vegetables are good, seeds, nuts, whole grains, fruits, even 
meats are good nutritious sources of food for you. But honestly, like I said, it's important to be flexible and be able to eat your favorite foods while sticking to your plan. While that's true, a lot of people in my space, the counting data side of things, will take that as an excuse to eat the cliche Pop-Tarts for breakfast, right? And kind of go about the nutrition that way, fitting in not necessarily nutrient-dense foods to hit those macronutrients just because they can. And while you will change your body composition this way, it is not going to, what I found, change as effectively as whole foods and for sure not be as healthy long-term than whole foods, which, you know, are real food sources. Meats, cheeses, vegetables, fruits, grains, nuts, seeds, that should be the bulk of your diet. And it really shouldn't be a whole lot else, but it can be more than that. You can add in things, 80-20 rule, right? That's kind of what I like to do. 80% whole natural foods that are going to fill you up, be good for you. And then kind of top it off with whatever you like, prefer, and will help you stick to your plan over the long term. That is the ultimate plan, in my opinion. And those are kind of the four pillars to focus on. You got your calories, you got the sustainability piece, you've got the protein piece that it is important but shouldn't be overstressed, and then lastly, you've got the whole foods that are good for you, getting those nutrients in the body. And that's really what nutrition should come down to. And then there's the fact of eating for your goals, the little things you can tweak to do that. Are you trying to gain weight, lose weight? What are the effective strategies to improve performance? These are all little cherries on top that you can put in. But if you have those four things down, you can really do whatever you want to change your body composition. As you can tell, it really is coming down to quantity of food you're eating, quality of food you're eating, and if you can stick to what you're doing for a long period of time. That's what's important. And that is the basics of nutrition. There's a lot more to be said on this. This series is not over. This series will likely spend uh, several more weeks going over all the different things I want to talk about in nutrition, fat loss diets, how to set that up, muscle gain diets, how to set that up, Um, food choices, hitting protein goals, maybe how you should set protein. There's a lot of different areas I don't want to talk about. And I also want to talk about post-diet, what do you do to maintain your progress? These are all topics I'm going to get into because... These were things I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, but through time have, like I said on Monday, got cotton in the weeds in the corners, gone away from the basics a bit, and maybe, hopefully not, but maybe left you more confused than you were at first. And that's not my goal. My goal is to simplify and get you on the right path, clarify what do you need to be doing to make your progress, and then I want you to go take action on it. This week was the first week back on the podcast of 2021, and it was the first full week of Back to the Basics. You should have clear action items for this weekend if you're not already doing them. Monday was about goal setting. How do you set goals? How do you reverse engineer where you want to be? So you should be doing that already. Wednesday was about training programs, like how to set up your activity and what kind of exercise you should be doing in your life. You should be 
experimenting with that, looking for resources on each of those things until I get into it. Maybe next episode on how to set up weight training, cardio, and things like that. And then today, you know the things you should be focusing on for nutrition. Everything else is fluff, details, and uh, not the base of your pyramid, so to say. The base of your pyramid, the foundation, are the things I talked about this week. These are the basics of improving your life through fitness. Thank you for listening to another podcast. If you want to give me feedback on the show, you can leave a review on iTunes. You can send me an email at jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram, Stoltz Jordan, which is more of a personal brand, um, my own life type of page, a lot of country content, some fitness, some farming, some dogs, some babies, that kind of thing, just whatever's going on with me. On Instagram, I'll update you guys hopefully next week on YouTube, and we'll start putting some fitness content on the YouTube channel. So thank you for listening, supporting the show, and I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. Jordan out. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.